Shield, episode 310 of the Jay Willie Chance and Alex podcast, the best damn podcast in podcasting land, with you, as always, me, Chance, and of course, Alex. Alex, how's it going this week? It's going, it's going as pretty great as it can be. Like, and we should, we should identify right off the bat, we're missing Chamberlain this week. It sucks, but... but for him, it's probably best. I mean, it. yesterday, yesterday, last year was a, I want to call it a drought. Hardly yeah. anything came out that I cared yeah. about. Even fewer things I actually enjoy playing that weren't most of most games I played last year were from like two or three years earlier, yeah. And it's just it's been a long time since a game has come out that I've enjoyed this much. And I I played through Metal Gear Solid Five last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I liked How it, starved were you? Starved, like I was. <laughs> I was one of those really sad animals in the in the nature video where they're like on the savanna. Mm-hmm. And they're not eating anything, and you can see the bones in the lion, and if you feel so bad for it, it's like, why didn't the crew do something? Um, that doesn't make good. That doesn't make for good TV. No. Well, it's the, it's, it's this. They operate under the prime directive, like Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, not allowed to. Not allowed to interfere. Then it becomes um, a problem, lion. And and you know, like uh, February has been fucking sweet. Dying Light too. Really uh, you sure sure seem to enjoy it. I love Dying Light 2. Uh, I'm glad it's here. Sifu, I'm really glad that's here. Yeah, Sifu was fun. One the of the best more time in Sifu. Three hours I spent with it. Yeah, but I didn't have time for Sifu because Horizon Forbidden West came out and that was fucking amazing. And then I, I'd really like to finish Horizon. <laughs> it would be nice, right? But you got to play through another game you have a second time, don't you? Uh, at least a second time. At I least think... a second time. I can't remember the last time I was looking forward to a new game plus. Oh. Like, the last time I was like, I can't wait to be ridiculously overpowered in a new game plus and blast through this dungeon. Well, okay, and you are. At, at least I've, I sure felt... Oh, yeah, no, I am, bull- I am... Ar- I ran through the first two rune dudes without any trouble. Yeah. So, wait, you did... Um, you did Godfrey and... Uh, the Moon Lady. The moon Lady? Okay. Yeah. Cool. You're still running, like, a caster builder, right? Oh, yeah. And I've got, like... A bunch of like sorcery uh, scaling weapons. I got that like cutlass that that's like an, a magic ant wing. Oh yeah, that's uh, like... there's that moonlight greatsword, which yes, greatsword, super fun, love it. Mm. Um, but yeah, and I've also been, you know, if I'm really struggling, I'll bring out the sword of night and flame, which was specifically nerfed this afternoon <laughs> after I'd beaten everything. Haha. <laughs> So so okay. So what level were you? Would you say when you when you beat the game? Uh, one thirty-two. Okay, so a little lower than me. Yeah. <laughs> um, my neighbor uh, beat the game and then went through it and decided to role play as an assassin, and he beat the entire game with like the assassin's dagger that killed the first god to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did the entire game with this dagger. Apparently, it's really interesting in that it scales with the amount of uh, max hit points the enemy has. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the bigger life bar they have, the the quicker he kills them. I haven't touched that, but then that sounds nice. He played through the entire game and beat the game on a level thirty character just to see if he could. Now that he is. Sound fun. Uh, well, it's it's fun and challenging to him. Now his goal is to do it on a wretch with just the club. He can upgrade the club, but he can't level up. I hope he's enjoying himself. That sounds like hell. Yeah. To to me, that's a bit much. Um. Like, last week, I think I said I had finally found my zen with, like, a... Uh, I think it was an astrologist last mm-hmm. month. Yeah, I love my astrologer. 
Yeah, and and Astrologer was kind of my way in to start feeling kind of good about the casting in Elden, Elden Ring. And I moved a little bit forward, and I got like an awesome thing called the Meteorite Staff. And I got some cool rock spells that stagger enemies really, really well. And I was kind of progressing, and then I stopped, and I was like, I really wish I was hitting things with giant swords. Yep. You sure do. So... <laughs> So I went back, and I created an alt, and I just ran the alt into Caleb to grab the sword. Ran the alt back to the spawn area. Um, and I created an I created a separate account for this for this person. <laughs> Logged into it on a PS4. Downloaded the game on a PS4. What? Logged in... Uh, because I bought it on PS5, I own it on PS4 and PS5. Okay. And because multiplayer accounts on PlayStation are basically free, I'm logging into it into a system that's got PlayStation Plus going on. I just, you know, created a new G, uh, new Hotmail account. Here's an account. Logged it, downloaded Elden Ring. Ran out to Caleb, grabbed the sword, ran back. Uh, created a room with myself and walked a brand new character out of spawn and handed them the greatsword. <laughs> so that's how I got this level nothing character with two greatswords that I... That I tweeted a picture of because I was so happy I, I would finally be able to play through the entire game this is a new game plus this is a fresh game with with the two swords I wish I had had all game and I am now level 112 with it how are you like it sounds like you think I like ground up to get to the end I really didn't feel like I was ever grinding no but you're just completing content I know and as you complete the content you will level up I was talking to friends at work about things that I sounded like I hadn't done yet, but the game was so dense and so interesting. There there were things I had done midway through I'd forgotten about. Yeah, and there's all kinds of shit that I missed. Like, just today with this patch, uh, they're talking about now you can continue the Kenneth Height questline. I had never met this guy. <laughs> I had never met this guy. Um, there's all kinds of shit you're missing. I'm doing dungeons I've never seen before. Have you seen the Eye of Sauron? Yeah, I did. I went up that mountain. I completely missed it on my first playthrough. I heard yeah, that shit was talk. wild. I'm like, I, okay, this thing's making me crazy. Okay, well, no, what it is is it's that tower from Bloodborne. Remember? Yeah, it's the, the Frenzy Tower. tower. The Tower of Mens Menses or whatever it's called. Whatever. You yeah. drop it. Yeah, that's when you get one of those like blood slabs. Yes, and it. Uh, so yeah, as you approach it, you get the madness stat, and if you end up going mad, you get this huge hit to your life bar to one shot most characters. Um. And it's just this glowing eye of burning flame like Sauron in the sky above this tower. Just what a wonderful thing to find in this game. Amazing. <laughs> like, it's it's constantly, it's still surprising me. I am, I think I'm like 40 hours on the new playthrough. And I'm, I'm going casual. Like, I just I just ran around Limgrave and just cleared the area. And then I did Stormbell. And then I went up to Limgrave and I cleared, or sorry, then I went up to Lemuria and I just cleared the area. And then I did the boss, and it all just feel. I feel like I'm skipping through a field of roses, whistling a jaunty tune, and I'm looking at people in the penny arcade complaining about balance, and I'm like, and mm. I'm not, I'm not feeling it. Like well, I'm really loving it. They nerfed the single most broken thing in the game, and from what I can tell, what I've been playing this afternoon, they just turned into the most obnoxiously overpowered thing I have. Oh well. Yeah, like, I'm a little concerned about Warfrost on. I never even used that, but like the Sword of Night and Flame, it's still just an amazing piece of crap. Like it will take every giant knight you face. You hit it with a you know magic beam, that thing's on his ass. You switch to another sword, like, even if it did no damage, that shit would be useful. Where do you get this sword from? Uh, it's in one of like the glove wart 
tombs. Ooh. Right at the beginning, you you put a skeleton key in. You get it at the beginning. It's it's like midway. I got it really early. Have you noticed that some of the key locks are one and some are two? Yes. I love. I I didn't notice that until I like zoomed in as I was putting in keys and noticed that like some of them already have a key in. Yeah, no, I like the only reason I noticed because I had two keys left and then no keys. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I oh, another thing I caught on was uh, are you you're not playing with a controller, are you? I am. Okay. How do you get to round table hold from the map? Uh, you, you mouse over there and click on it. I uh, yeah, that's what I do. Next there's time you do button. that, there's a button I can press, isn't there? Check this out. Just if you tap triangle, you'll bring up a bunch of menus that oh, are all no. that are all the sites of grace in the game. But wait, no, wait, it's like a bonfire. Uh, yes, but wait, I'm not uh. done. If you just tap triangle and then immediately tap square, it'll just go round table hold. You go, yep, and that's it. Oh my god! See now, I'm I know. Just, now I'm mad. I'm doing this podcast. Game. 200 hours. I know, because you just want to go do it. I just want to buy Elden Ring. It, you're, you're thinking about it all the fucking time, and I've already done all this shit. I don't care. Like, um, I uh, I cleared Limgrave, and then instead of doing the capital, I decided to go just see if I could do Kaled at this level. And I think I was like level 75 or something. And I remember Kaled being too much of a problem until I had cleared the capital in my first playthrough. On this playthrough, somehow, I cleared all of Kaled. And then when I got done, I was like, hmm, did I really get anything? Or did I really get everything? And I opened up Fextra Life, go to the map on Fextra Life, and oh, everything yeah, will be cool. automatically selected. Unselect everything except locations, and then compare it to your map. And I was able to find all these tombs I had missed. Then I went to Limgrave and found all these tombs I had missed in Limgrave. And I'm walking into Limgrave at, like, level 100. Uh, and I'm walking into this tomb, and I found that one of I just love riding my horse across a beautiful fantasy romance plane, ending up at a hole in a mountainside, walking into just choking darkness, and attaching a little lamp onto my belt. I love that. And the room lights up and you walk forward into mystery. It's fantastic. Every dungeon is a challenge in its own little way. Yes, or, or, or wacky puzzles that you've never seen before. Like... I had been, I was like 40 hours in before I even found my first, like, chariot. Oh, God. Yeah, those things suck. Yeah, but you can tank the hit. You can't. You can tank the hit. You just need enough health, health points. Uh, or, my, or defense. I've got, like, 35 vigor, and it's not enough. No, it's not enough. I've got 40, and that's on my current character. Okay. <laughs> See, here's the thing. Everyone says that Swords Over Power, but you need, th- was it, like, 30 intelligence and, like, 25 faith to run it. Oh, jeez. It's a lot. It better do something crazy, and it does. Yeah, the, the whole basis for my current build is that I didn't want to waste, like, six points of intelligence in order to wield the the Troll Knight's Greatsword. My whole yeah, build is, is based around not, <laughs> not putting any points into intelligence. Have you tried the Moonlight Greatsword yet? No, I can't equip it. It would require intelligence. I mean, but... But I got it. I you got really it. should. Why? We can basically make... Uh, like really long wage waves that count as one like R two hit with a great sword. Okay, you can make a giant wave out of it. It is sick. The problem with these special weapons is you can't apply your own ash to them. True, but you don't really want to. Which means you can't. No, I do because I want Bloodhound Step. Mm. I'm not and what losing. Is that? Oh my! I de- I described this last week. Bloodhound Step 
is uh, it's basically a dodge. It uh-huh. uses very little oh, FP. Oh, right. It's the invisible thing. It's And you just poof into invisibility and mm-hmm. you reappear like probably four dodge rolls worth of space away. Oh. It's incredible at creating space for bosses when you want to heal. It is ideal for um, for just, just tanking a hit. You just disappear and it doesn't matter what just happens. Um, I found one or someone on the Penny Arcade forums pointed out one. No, it wasn't even them. It was the neighbor. It was my wacky neighbor who's just kicking the shit out of the game. It's called uh, Falling Falling Raven or something like that. I don't know. Raven's, Raven's Mist. Raven's Good Mist. And what it does is uh, you assume a, you assume a kneeling stance. So some attacks will go right over you and not even hit it. Uh. You assume a kneeling stance for about a second. If an attack impacts you, it does deals no damage. You disappear and appear in the air above your target as if you had just jumped, mm. able to do a slam attack. It's really cool, but it uses four times as much FP as a as a Bloodhound's uh, step. Yeah, see, that was the thing. Like some of the patch notes. And then we'll get to it later. Was like I agree with almost every single one of them. Yeah, and especially uh, I'm hearing about the Radon changes. I look forward to him. When I fought Radon the second time, you know what I did? Mm. I I ran out of arrows, and he just kept one shotting me, and I was wearing like the heaviest armor I could find. So I took off the heavy armor. I put on my normal armor. I took out my swords, and I just went and fought him. And I got him. Huh. Took, took me two tries, but I got him. I'm gonna have to melee him. That sound that does sound interesting. Well, I mean, okay, I was doing the summons. They were helping, ah. but I was I was getting in there, and then whenever he did anything, and that it looked like it might impact my general area, you know what I do? Hmm. I bloodhound dash, and that's it. <laughs> I'm fine. And he could he could one shot me at any point, but the bloodhound dash is really, really, really good. It it makes the greatsword build for me. If I was gonna do one greatsword and two handing it, I would use that dash. It's hmm. absolutely wonderful. It really is. It really I, is. I like, don't see how a game comes out and makes me feel better than this does. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. And after after Horizon, it's a real kind of like double A visual shock. Like uh, everything in Elden Ring looks really flat, um, but at a distance, the way they use. The way they use, um, the way distance uh, affects how things look. Yeah, it's... Like, it's, changing things to muted colors over further distances. It's and got things, really good fog and lighting effects. Yes, things appearing out of mist, things appearing out of the darkness in Elden Ring looks fantastic somehow. The visual artistry of it is impeccable, and the graphics of it are... <laughs> I mean, could you have made Hollow Knight in the mid-90s? I guess, technically. Yeah. But it's still a great game, no matter when it comes out. Well, Mm. Okay, I get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But well, there is no but. No, like what it, what it's about is the feeling this game evokes. This this grand, beautiful, dark, sad, romantic adventure. Um, did you? Okay, so you got to Volcano Manor, right? And you did oh, all yeah. that jazz. Okay, so how did you get to the manor? How did you get the map for that region? Is the question. I just started climbing <laughs> you just trudged up that fucking mountain yeah and it sucks getting up that mountain yes, without does. a map the whole it's a whole region you have to find you have to complete the entire region basically to get the map for this mountain it's a i think no i think this is a shortcut through one of the mines and i was just going after all the mines i could find but check this out hmm. do you remember the the girl who's kind of hunched over and she's like one of the servants of the house yeah 
in the side room. Well, I met her in this play, in my new playthrough in Lemuria. And she was like, there's a man who's stolen a thing from me. If you go and kill him and get it back, um, I'd be it forever in your debt. So yeah, I go and I talk to this guy. This guy is, you know, he is a thief. He admits it, but he's boiling prawns and they smell pretty good. So I buy the, the thing she wants back from him. And then I buy a prawn off him. And now me and this guy are buddies and I'm going to bump into him later in the game. And, uh, and then I went back to, I went back to the girl and I gave her a thing. She says, you are, you are the sort who would like, is willing to do stuff like that to their own kind. Exactly the sort of people my master is looking for. Meet me in the Atlas Heights. And then she disappears. And uh, so earlier today, I was tooling around Atlas Heights, and there she is. She's just she's near uh, she's near Point of Grace up there. And I just walk over, and she's like, Ah, you did well to make it this far. Would you like uh, Would you like to come to my mansion and meet my master? And I'm like, I absolutely would. And she teleports me. Oh hell! Fifty yards away. From where the map is. I got real stuck on Malekith. His second phase was just steamrolling me at least ten times in a row. It was one, only like four times I actually was co-op, and that was a nightmare. Because hmm. like every time I tried to summon somebody, someone had already summoned them, so I had to like basically hit a sign as it was appearing to have a chance of actually getting someone. Ugh. But only for like three or four guys. I like I had it thanks to like the ashes, which I love. I am, for for most, that's one of the things I'm disappointed with with this game. And what? maybe it's just because um, I enjoy the game kind of like, I, I consume it like Chamberlain does where I do everything. And then I move on. And then I get to an area and I clear it. And then I move on. And as a result, I am perhaps overpowered as I approach its challenges. Like we were... We were talking last week about how we used to judge a Souls game by how many bosses you could beat the first try. And if you could beat too many the first try, man, it wasn't that good. And in Elden Ring, uh, these bosses quiver in terror at the sight of me. Because I'm about to one-shot them. Like I always do. And I don't mean like I hit them once and they die. I mean that's how many tries it takes. There are a couple examples. Uh, the Red Giant or the Fire Giant. Yeah, well that was just a shitty gimmick. No, I, I loved it. I thought it was a huge, colossal, hilarious fight against this great, big, crazy, rolling idiot. It was I amazing. mean, did not expect him to rip his own feet off and attack me with them, but that yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. I had forgotten about that. Yeah, I know. God <laughs> damn it. The second phases in this game are fucking wild and amazing. They, they are. They're really like... Yeah, but the only thing I don't... It's very, very Japanese where it's like... Uh, or, or or kind of uh, Tolkien-esque. Where it's like, I have beaten the fuck out of you, Gandalf the Grey. Fuck off. And then the boss is like, I am Gandalf the White now. Ba-ba! And he hits you with some spell you weren't expecting. It does that repeatedly. A little bit, but, you know, with those no, things are ripping your own feet off or putting a dragon head on your arm. But, yeah, yeah. I'll allow yeah. it. And those are, those are usually pretty fun. And, like, yeah, like, Renala's boss fight, when you get to her second phase, it's so beautiful. When she becomes, like, basically the uh, butterfly angel? No. Renala. Renala's the, Renala's the caster uh, queen of uh, Ray Lucaria. Oh, okay, the moon she, moon queen. Like yeah, she, she's the one who's got the egg. Yes, no, I love that part. Yeah, it's, it's really, really beautiful. It's kind of a shame there's not, like, a point of grace there where you can just go back to this beautiful pool no. uh, with this giant moon overhanging it. She's got to be your respect merchant. Yeah. And, I, you know, and they, I love that that mechanic is tied to her. Like, it's kind of neat. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like, I, I, oh, is this sort of like a clone thing uh, or or a prestige thing? Like, am I the hero or is the hero died four times already? Well, I got my character right. <laughs> um, yesterday hmm. I was um I was I had just cleared Lemuria, and so it was time to go into Ray Lucaria. And I had just, I had just gone in, and I was fighting my way through it as someone on the Penny Arcade forums, like an old, old hand over there who goes by, I think it's Apuk, um, and uh, and he was, he was, he was playing a caster, so she was beating the shit out of him because she's like Queen Magic, right? So she's got super high magic defense, and she dishes it out like no one's business. And, um, and I'm like, well, she, you know, that's kind of her deal. You know what she's weak to? And I posted a picture of the greatsword. Huh. And he's like, yeah, well, I don't have 31 strength to wield that. And I'm like, that's not the point. The point is, like, use a melee weapon on her. That's my point. Um, he's like, well, I, I think I'm just going to try to summon a bunch of people. And he starts posting stuff like, I really feel like I'm about to start crying. Like, I'm throwing myself at this over and over. Nothing's working. Uh, I've summoned, like, four people in a row. And they've all just been obliterated. Mm. And then at this point, I walk up to the boss's room in Rhea Lucaria. And her, the whole gimmick for the first phase of her fight is she's encased in this golden shield, a sphere, in the middle of the room. And there's a bunch of students around her all casting spells at you. That but cannot some, walk for some reason. <laughs> yes. But some of those students are casting a golden spell, just like the color of a shield. So you yeah, run over... Singing. Yeah, you run over and you whack a one, and then another one is doing it, so you got to do it twice more, and then her shield breaks, and you have a couple seconds to go wail on her, right? So I walk into this boss fight on my new character, break the shield, she falls, and I obliterate her before the shield reforms. Oh, wow. Yes. Goes right into the second phase. Uh, I ring my bell for my... Uh, for my uh, did I have my... I think I might have actually had Did you have the, the mimic here uh, by then? I don't know. I don't think I did. No, I don't think you can get the Mimic tier until at least the Atlas Plateau. No, no, no. You can get the Mimic tier as soon as you beat Radon. That's what hides the Mimic tier. Oh, that's right. That's right. The Meteor Falls. Yeah, the Meteor Falls. Um, So, uh, no, but I didn't. I don't think I had the Mimic tier. But I come in. I ring my bell. um, I buff myself. She hits me with her Kamehameha, but I just tank it and roll out of the way. Heal up again. Run up to her and obliterate her with two combos. And I'm like, you know what? I might be able to help this guy. <laughs> it's just, just, just. So I, I upload the video and I put it up on Penny Arcade and I'm saying, so I was running through Ray Lucaria and I think I've identified her weakness and I post the video. And I go, dude, if you're playing on PlayStation and you can summon me, I might be able to help you with this. And as soon as I post it, he beats her. <laughs> so I felt, so so I missed I missed my opportunity. Plus he's on, uh, he's on PC. But he writes back, Chance, watching her get rocked this hard was so satisfying. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Just to see his abuser brought low. <laughs> uh, I, I was never controller-breaking angry, but there were a lot of times where I just smacked my thigh. Mm. Like, a little too hard. I've gotten mad at myself a couple times. Yep. Like, I've walked off edges. <laughs> yep. Gravity is a great killer of my people. Using torrent and jumping on some of those giant gravestones did not always work out for the best. And took... yeah, but you see them and you want to know where they go. That's how I you know. Get to, that's how you get to Jarberg, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love the jars. I wish I wish the jars weren't all. The thing is, the jars in Jarberg, most of them won't attack you, but some will. Uh, it's weird, but most of them are peaceful. I wish more of them would talk. 
I know. I, there's like the one that you can summon, and that's pretty much it. Oh, man. Okay, did you... Way, way in the north, I'm pretty sure he was in that town. Um, that ghost town? Yeah, remember the ghost town where you yeah. had to go into the jail? With yeah, the invisible the, assassins. With the, oh, yeah. Would you, did you get the torch that revealed them? No. Yeah, that helps. I'm um, sure. But for me, the hard part of that town was the fucking archers. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a from from game if you didn't have a really shitty sniping section, and they got a shitty one. But I was but, already using like that mirror shield, so I was doing all right. At uh, yeah, actually, I did use the shield to get through that part. At uh, but at one point in that town, did you find the giant monk-looking woman sitting in a like a uh, in a tower by herself? No. And you can't interact with her. I had no idea what she, who she was. There's a character called Latena. Latena is one of the Albanarchs. What is their deal? Why are they geckos? I don't know. I don't know that they are geckos. No, they're those, like, they become those little dudes with the big black eyes. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, they drop the Albanarch stuff. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting for that guy to do his lore video and explain it all. I, I, that's the other great thing. I have so many fucking questions. What's everyone's deal? So many fucking, well, the, these gods appear to be like really kind of, of the Greek. <laughs> kind oh of yeah, no, they all hate each other. They're all fucking assholes to each other. Um, and like, they're all cheating on each other and sleeping with each other. Mm-hmm. There's one dungeon. One of the things I really love about this is to give you kind of extra, an extra respawn throughout the world and in dungeons. There's these things called Stakes of America. Mm-hmm. that will spawn you right close to a boss's room, usually. But there's one dungeon with no Stakes of America anywhere in the castle because uh, the person who lives in the castle is pissed off that her husband left her to go be with Queen America. I know. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's really good. There are a lot of checkpoints. Perhaps too many. Um, No. No, it it gives you that constant kind of forward momentum of the game, which is unlike anything From's done in the past. It is um, very forgiving in that regard. It's very forgiving in almost every regard. People say, you know, playing with Mimic Tear is... Uh, cheating. Is, is cheating. People say playing with this is bullshit. You know what? They put that shit in the fucking game. Play it the way you want to play it. It's play still it, yeah. really fun to explore. My neighbor doing his level zero... Uh, Retch Run is not playing it wrong. He's playing it the way that most excites him. I'm playing it with my awesome swords and having an awesome time doing exactly what I did last time, just doing it again. <laughs> like, I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. And there are people who play, their whole thing is just they have a ton of armor, they, they do a bunch of defensive spells before they fight anything. That's their whole deal, is the amount of hits that they can tank. That's how they play. There's some people, they're glass cannons. They just do tons of damage with magic. And they're doing it right. They're doing it their way. And the game is open to that. The game lets you do that. It's fucking fantastic. It really lets you... If you want to make yourself a Legolas, you can do that. If you want to make yourself a Kratos, you can do that. There is an Ice Axe. (laughs) If you want to make yourself Guts, this game is explicitly for you. If you want to be Double Guts with two of those crazy swords. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what is that armor you were wearing that looks like the Guts armor? The Guts armor. Oh, that that's Malachis armor. Malachis armor. Let's see this. The the lion yeah, yeah, dude no, that was a monk. Malachis. Okay, spoilers. Malachis. Yeah, that is a really late game boss. But he's yeah, a bastard, and I hate him. I took his armor. 
Malachite set. There we go. Click. Thank you, Fexter Life. I'm so glad you exist. Yeah, you can and just buy it from that. Uh, those witches. What the fuck is their deal with those like empty eyes? Um, I don't know. I'm still waiting for that. All that right? should be explained. Yeah, the poise is too low on that set for me. It's pretty low. I like the uh, what's it called? Um, the veteran. Who's the Valkyrie? What's Valkyrie's name? Um, Melania. Melania. Her armor's pretty sick. I like how there's like armored toes. It it looks cool, but uh, but it's I need not the, very good. I want the poise. Uh, the, the, What's a good poise armor for you? Uh, veteran set. Veterans. But but the best is that that like potbelly style guy set. Oh, that's too heavy. Uh, yeah, it's too well. Uh, there is no too heavy in this game because your equip load is one thing that will just keep going up. Your stamina has has a stop point. Eventually, you'll stop getting stamina. But as long as you keep putting points into endurance, you can continue raising your equip load. Um, How high can you get that? QRS. What's wait? What's the soft cap on endurance? Like forty or something? Uh, don't know. Hmm. Uh, veteran set. Click. Yeah, the poise on the veteran set is seventy nine. The poise on uh, Malakis armor is forty. And that affects interruption. Yes, it affects, so, and because I'm using, like, these big slow weapons, I don't, like, it's fine if you hit me, as long as I but hit I'm you back. But I'm gonna get you back. Yeah, as long as I hit you back, and that's what the poise is for. Uh, so, the veteran's armor for me, plus the uh, the goat head charm, adds 33% poise, so that gets me up over 100, and I'm pretty pretty comfortable there. Yeah, what's your what's your uh, talisman loadout? Uh, well, right now I only have three, so it's the one that increases my stamina regen, it's the one Eternal that, one. yeah, it's the one that gives me twenty percent runes uh, plus runes when I kill a thing. What and, is that one called? Fuck, I want that. Uh, that's that's the gold scarab that's in Caled. Gold scarab. Fuck. Yeah, See, um, I didn't even know that was real. Fuck, I gotta go grab that. Yeah, uh, I think it's, I think it's called, I think it's called the abandoned cave. Hang on, gold scarab. I love you, facts for life. Golden scarab. Click. Uh, in the abandoned cave in Caled. Look up abandoned cave. You gotta beat both bosses. Oh, I know where that is. Fuck yeah. that invisible fucking assassin. Was he in there too? Yeah, he is. He's yeah, a second I, dude. Yeah, I killed him though. Uh, <laughs> and I love how I like you could be Queen doing Queen Rotten Night I got. I remember that. You can be doing a uh, you can be doing a going through one of these mini dungeons that you've done a hundred times and you know you've gotta find a switch somewhere to throw it to open the door to the boss's room. And then you'll stumble across an invisible wall in there that has an optional boss within this mini dungeon. It's like, the fucking best. It's there's one uh, one of my favorite mines is you walk in and it doesn't and the mine doesn't appear to go anywhere, but you can hear people like mining. You can hear the pickaxes banging yep. on stone and shit. And that's how you know there's secret areas. Yeah, and there's like someone around you, so you walk over to this wall and you hit the wall, and the wall disappears. Oh, it never gets old. It's such a simple trick. It's a very rewarding game. It rewards what you put into it. Yep. It, it rewards your curiosity. It rewards exploration. And it rewards knowledge. Like you... My, my current playthrough is so much... I feel so much more powerful and able to overcome fucking anything in this world. Like a boss fight happens, I'm just running towards it. I'm like, bring it on. This is going to be fun. And I'm always right. Uh, and it's just understanding how all this shit works. Like when those fucking crystal guys come at you, they're so oh, intimidating. I, yeah, yeah but all you got to do is hit them a bunch of times. And yeah, then they're... You, 
you're dealing yeah you're dealing so little damage until they poise break and then you hit them with a critical attack and it takes off like 60 percent of their health yep. and then anything you do to them after that will destroy them it's and just the spear ones are the worst overcoming the initial fear of a thing usually yeah they're so good at intimidation that whole developer they are they are and yeah, like once once you've once you've really met everyone and shaken their hands, like they're just not scary anymore, Mm-mm. and you can have a lot of fun with that, or it opens you up to to really express yourself as the as the adventurer of your choosing. Uh, so yeah, I think there's I think there's there have already been a lot of the games in 2022 that were more technically impressive than this. Um, the soundtrack is good. I don't think the soundtrack is as good as Horizons. It's no, it's not even as good as Dark Souls threes. Yeah, um, like there's a lot of great stuff to it. Like it nails mood constantly. Yeah, I was I was going through the the shaded castle. I think it's called. Yep, the one and, with the poison. Yeah, and and the music in that was just fantastic. But again, point is, other games are going to do a lot of little measurable things well. Elden Ring does the immeasure, immeasurable thing. Um, supernatural. Supernaturally good, and it's not to say it's a perfect game. It's not no. by any means. The developer is adjusting it as we speak, but it delivers on a fantasy in such a way that's so meaningful to the player. I'm really sad that Jim can't get into it. I'm really sad too. I'm I'm really sad. I'm done with it. Hmm? I'm sad. I've pretty much seen every major boss. So you're just you're just walking away. No, absolutely not. I'm going to play the living shit out of it. I'm going to do a new game plus run and then roll a whole new character. I'm going to have play you, the ring it out like a lemon. But Have you, have you started your new game plus? Oh, yeah. No, I've, I'm blowing through it. I've already got two runes. Oh, right, right, right. How do I get... I have to reactivate them, don't I? Uh, yes, you do. God. Yes, you do. Ugh. Um, It's kind of tedious. No, I love, I, love doing those, uh, I love doing those towers. I was doing the tower in Kaled... And the tower in Kaled is the one where you all don't the ladders. Yeah, with all these ladders on the outside of the tower, like oh, which that's crazy. so frustrating. Elden Ring, I'm a, I'm scared of heights, and Elden Ring hits me with vertigo more than Dying Light ever did. Somehow, Elden Ring. There's just so much riding on that one misstep. I, I, maybe, maybe. Oh, um, no, Eddie Grant. It it puts you on ledges a lot. A lot. <laughs> and you and the collision detection is less than accurate. And. So as I was climbing the tower in Kaled, you get to the point where you're finally kind of in, and there's a point of grace and a stairway leading up, right? And you go up there, and uh, you can cleanse the Radon rune up there. I didn't... I think last time I looked, what what happens if you go the other way? There's a way down on the inside of the tower. Did you know that? What? There's a way down on the inside of the tower of Kaled. It looks suicide, but you can get down there, and there's a boss... <laughs> I didn't know that. Fucking hell. It's so there's so much to uncover. It hides things <sighs> everywhere. It just makes it yeah, it makes it so that every time you're always unwrapping something new and going, "Wow." Like after Bloodborne, you could make the argument that From Software is one of the best developers that ever was. Like now it's just there's so, they 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 hit it so consistently. It's insane. I I couldn't be prouder of them for hitting 12 million sales. Yes, they're not doing it. And I saw... On PC. I saw... No, okay, it's it's 
10 million on PC. It's 2 million on consoles, apparently. Oh. I think. That explains why there's so many fucking messages on PC. Oh, yeah. No, PC is apparently where where most of the players are. That's um, depressing. Um, It's the larger market, right? Right, but like what? Demon Souls, though, they, it was a launch title. You'd think there'd be a bigger market on console. That's a good point. At least like four. Jesus. Given the difference, it makes you wonder if they might pivot to PC only in the future. I wouldn't be upset. Well, you wouldn't. Mm-mm. I would. I'd be very sad. Hmm. But no, like it's 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 everything they've worked towards, and it was like a. It's kind of ironic that they had to fight so hard to get it on PC in the first place. They did. Are you talking about Demon Souls? Are you talking about? Yeah. No, I'm Dark Dark Souls. Getting that on PC took a while. Hmm. And it didn't work the first time. That's true. That guy became an internet celebrity. He was just like, here you go. It's fixed. You can play it on PC. And people were so grateful for him. Hmm. Was this like a hacker? Uh, yeah, it was a modder. He basically, like, they just vomited it out on Steam. It didn't really run. And they got Dark Souls to run. Hmm. This is like, was almost a decade ago, like 2013. Or 20, yeah, 2013. But yeah, no, like it. They fought to get on PC. It took them years to, you know, cultivate that market, and uh, yeah, paid off. I'm proud of them. Did I tell you I've seen our our flag means death? Yeah, I haven't heard great things about it. I don't mind it. Like it, it gets it gets better as it goes on because mm-hmm. Leslie Jones shows up as oh, okay, yeah, as like this kind of scary motherfucker in like the third episode and really turns the plot a little bit and then they meet Blackfe- Blackbeard and Blackbeard is played by Taika Waititi uh, so it's getting oh there. okay good I thought he was a main cast member no 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 good no no he just kind of showed that's up. for the best uh, no I, I don't mind it I don't mind it no I like a little Taika Waititi I love Taika Waititi I think he's I hilarious. do too I, I keep meaning to watch Hunt for the Wilder People again and I never do I don't know. I think I'd get excited about like anything. Like I'd get more excited about watching a Georgia Rabbit a second time and Hunt for the Wild. Well, maybe it's as a Jew that movie speaks to me. That's Scarlett Johansson. She's quite a shiksa. Know. Um, I'm a sucker for uh, Sam Neill getting to act. You are. You are. You do like I love Sam, Sam Neill for some reason. God, he's so fucking good. He is, but I don't have, like, an actor crush on Sam Neill the same way I do with, like, um, Mark Strong. Hmm. I'd watch Mark Strong and fucking anything. Yeah, I, I, I have. Yeah. That dude does not say no. <laughs> no, he, but the thing is, he, he takes a shitty role in a shitty movie and turns in a Mark Strong performance. Yeah, it's no, always, he will, yeah. You will sing Cunt, Take Me Home. That's right. Give a shit. That's right. Was that so, a bad movie? Uh, no, the so, second one I enjoyed, it wasn't it was the first okay. one. Have you seen the third one? It's on Disney I Plus I don't now. want to. I did. I watched it. I'm sorry. I've heard about the end. It is the worst of the series, mm-hmm. far and away. It's it still got some silly good fun in it, but it does it does feel like a really low-rent entry in what was already a kind of silly series with a bunch of wacky shit going on. Um, also on Crave is like all the Batman movies. Oh. So... Uh, well, yeah, except for the new one. And um, so I rewatched the Michael Keaton Batman. Uh, how'd and, that hold up? Well, 
It's weird, right? It's it's really bad. It's really really bad compared to any modern any modern Batman. Certainly compared to the Nolan trilogy. In what um, way? This is a this is a living cartoon. Yeah. It really, really is. Uh, it 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 introduces the character. It goes with the symbolism of the character. Um, everything is kind of slow paced. He's always holding up these sticks that also hold up his cape to make his cape like stand out like a bat silhouette. Um, it's just silly. It's really, really silly and weird. And, but then you got Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson and Kim Basinger, and all those people are fun. Uh, but as an adult, it's impossible to enjoy it as like a as like an actual Batman story for some reason. I don't know why. It's just really bad. Um, did you watch Turning Red? I've started it. That's when I was prepared to turn it off. It was like the first half hour. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Because and and I I had heard that shit that that guy had said like well, like. This movie is for a very narrow audience. You've got to be a young woman, you've got to be Canadian, you've got to be Asian, and it's got to be a big part of your identity to enjoy this movie, which is obviously some sexist, racist bullshit. Obviously. You don't need to be any of those things to uh, enjoy a story about, like, you know, coming into yourself, standing up for yourself, um, developing a more adult relationship with your parents and your friends. And that's what it's about. It's really basically comes down to the same lesson as in Kanto, which is like, my family needs to understand that not all of us are perfect, and that's okay. That's the exact same lesson that apparently everyone learns at the end of Turning Red, which I didn't feel was a good lesson for all the characters. Because at what? the end, the mom kind of apologizes to the kid, I'm sorry, I, 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 I refuse to see you as anything but perfect. Does she right. say sorry? Yes, she does, which apparently a bunch of uh, Asian children have problems with, and their parents would never say that, <laughs> according to my Twitter. But um, but the mother does some insane shit to this girl in the movie. Like, the girl is um, the girl is kind of scribbling in her notebook instead of doing homework, and she's doing little drawings and complaining that her friends are talking about how hot this guy who works at the convenience store is when he's not that hot, and she draws a little cartoon version of him. And he's like, actually, I guess his, I guess his shoulders are kind of hot. And then she draws kind of muscly shoulders on him. And then she looks at the drawing, and she blushes a little bit. And she rolls under the bed with her drawing, and she, and she draws him, like, kissing her. And then she looks at it, and she blushes. And she keeps on drawing, and then Mom comes in. Mm finds the drawings, the girl tries, the girl explains that this is nothing, this is just my drawings, I was just drawing something stupid. Instead of listening to her daughter, she drags the girl to the convenience store, shows the drawings to everyone, calls the guy a pervert, and announces that they'll never, they'll never work there again. The girl is horrified. Absolutely horrified. Fucking traumatizing. The mom doesn't apologize for that shit. That was some crazy ass shit. That's some crazy ass shit. Later, after the girl insists to her mother that no, she actually hasn't got her period and doesn't need these pads, goes to school. The mother notices that she didn't take any of the multiple sanitary napkins she's provided with her to school. And instead of going, wow, maybe my daughter didn't actually have her period like she told me she, she didn't. She goes outside of school and is hollering into the school about how her tween daughter forgot her maxi pads. That, there's, that's uh, an insane fucking thing to do. That's a traumatizing thing to do to your child. The mother never apologizes for that shit either. So, like, I didn't... But there was a lot about the end of Turning Red that I loved. The whole kind of final act 
Um, I actually got kind of emotional. I was really into it. it. It's really, it's aesthetically beautiful in kind of the Spider-Verse sense. There's a lot of great uh, key poses in Turning Red. There's a lot of good comedy in Turning Red. Um, the relationships with the friends is really nice in Turning Red. Uh, there's a lot about the movie that I really enjoyed. There's some aspects of the plot that I was like, Still maybe, too much. Maybe we should have addressed that borderline abuse occurring a little bit. You're getting a guy fired? What the fuck? The guy didn't get fired. The woman was just losing her mind. Okay. But, Sounded like he was costing him his job because of... Oh, my God. Well, I mean, she was trying to, but... It's a fucking nightmare for yeah. everybody involved. Yes, yes. And you feel horrible for, for May, as you're supposed to. But it's... To me, it's... It's so... It's a, it was a little bit over the top for that. Like, they went a little bit far with it. Yeah, they didn't need that much mustard, guys. Maybe. Maybe that's the thing. But, like, overall, I quite liked it. But I didn't like it as much as Luca, and I'm wondering, wow, is that just because Luca was about two boys and this is about a girl? Is that why? I don't know. Like, maybe it's semi-autobiographical, in which case, Jesus Christ, get help. Apparently, it 100% is. Oh, my. That's... that's Oh, yeah, and that's one thing. It takes place in, in like, 2002. 2002. Yes. Which is a period piece now, and I'm going to go jump off a building. No, I don't don't mind that joke at all. But, no, it is is apparently semi-autobiographical. It's the woman who did the bow short. Mm. This is her story. She's she is Canadian. She did grow up in Toronto. That's a good short. Mm-hmm. This is a good one. Like it, it is yeah. good, and it's and it's cool to see, um, a female led movie coming from Pixar because I can't think that doesn't get replaced by a guy they, halfway through. They've courted that audience. Disney Studios have courted that audience forever. Like Disney princesses have always been a thing. There has always been an aspect of Disney movies that was for women. Um, Frozen really felt like something that was directly courting that. I don't know if it was, um, I don't know if the creators of Frozen were, were women, but this 100% feels like, feels like this is a, this is a story told by women for women. And as a guy, I, I you know, enjoyed, I enjoyed it quite a bit, but that's nice to see. I might fast forward <laughs> through that part. What, the, the traumatizing part? Yeah. Well, it's funny in a horrifying way. Yeah, I don't need that kind of energy going into my job. I think it's meant to be. Mm. So yeah, Elden Ring is good. And I want to check out Anno Mutationum. Like, let's, let's see where that's hitting on Metacritic. Have we gotten many reviews what on that? What is that? Anno Mutationum is the new indie that Shu Yoshida has been um, has been hawking lately. And Shu will generally point you towards stuff that, that ends up winning awards. A goddamn mouthful. Uh, yeah, but basically it's like cyberpunk and you play as like a sexy anime girl. Okay. It's got a 96% liked on Google. Uh, I don't know if we got Metacritic. Ooh. Push Square gave it 3 or gave Uh-oh. it 6 out of 10. Metacritic click. 71 mm. on Metacritic out of 4. Uh, no rating on PS4. What are you looking at, PC? Uh, this is PC, PS, PlayStation 4. No, this is a, this PS5 is 71. <laughs> Yeah, that's not good enough. <laughs> that's not good enough for me to check out, not this month. And if, if one is going to check out an indie, Chamberlain, if you're listening, and if you have Game Pass, the indie you want to check out this week, if you're not playing Elden Ring because you're, you know, sad, uh, is Tunic. Tunic has been getting very good reviews so far. Tunic. Tunic is like the little Zelda and you're a fox. Oh, okay, this looks neat. It looks really neat, and I hope it comes to PlayStation because I totally want to check out Tunic. It's like voxels. No. Yeah, it is. Tunic? 
You're not looking at tunic. It looks like it's made out of voxels. No, it looks like it's made out of looks like it's made out of polygons to me. Well, no, like everything's like a square pixel. The fox isn't. No, but like the the environments are. No, it doesn't look like voxels at all. Voxels are little squares. Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't look like voxels at all. You don't know what voxels are. That's okay. Yeah, I do. No, you don't, because you just said the tunic looks like it's made of voxels, and it doesn't. It does. It doesn't. It looks like the it, Minecraft clone that was voxels. Yes, it 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 aesthetically uh, resembles that. Yes. Resembles that, but that doesn't mean it's comprised of voxels whatsoever. It's it's top down isometric three D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not voxels. Voxels are cubes. Uh, what was it? Um, that uh, that one from the guys who made Returnal. Um, early PS4 gen Chamberlain window. Mm. It's a shooter, 2D shooter. That's voxels. Voxels are cubes. These are not cubes. These are polygons. Does that mean it's time for headlines? It is. Headlines. In entertainment news, Netflix's Resident Evil series will debut on July 14th. I will watch the first five minutes of one episode and then we'll see. <sighs> Man, they have been whiffing it lately. They have. Netflix have not really, like, I was happy to get a new season of um, of Disenchantment. That's nice. That was okay. Um, I, they haven't had a good new stand-up special in a while that I cared about. And then this week, Taylor Tomlinson got a new stand-up special. Her last one was um, uh, something about being 25. And this one is about her coming to terms with all of her mental health issues. <laughs> But, uh, but it was, it was like laugh out loud funny. Like I, I was just chilling out on the couch. I laughed out loud at Taylor Tomlinson's new stand-up special like four times. So I totally recommend that. <clears throat> uh, do you remember a web comic series called Hark a Vagrant that was all about like historical Yes, I do. Shit? That's Kate Beaton. She's a Canadian uh, cartoonist and she just tweeted out today. She's got a new cute animal animated series coming to Apple TV plus called Pinecone and Pony. And it looks it looks targeted at like you know, ten and up or yeah, around there. It's skewing young. Yes, totally skewed young. But it looks really adorable. I doubt it'll have the same kind of acerbic wit that a Harka Vagrant has. But it looks pretty adorable. So I say, if you got young kids, look that up. The Batman. I totally want to see the Batman. I I could rent it. Mm, I I totally happily rent it. But I have been considering going to a theater. To watch it. Like, they actually just lifted mask mandates in my city. Yeah, they lifted them here, too. Now, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I expect another uh, COVID spike, obviously. Yeah, it's going to happen. Um, we we are run by a conservative government in my province. But um, but I could go see Batman. I think the mm. theaters have been open for a while. I could go to a movie theater and see Batman. And I have not been moved to. I want to. I'm very curious about it. I want to see it. But I'll be happy when it comes to HBO Max on Tuesday, April 19th, and Saturday, April 23rd on, quote, HBO service providers. So that'll probably be when I get in Canada. Uh, the movie that George Miller had to make before Furiosa is coming out this year at Cannes in May. So he can finally get to work on Furiosa, which is awesome. But the movie at Cannes sounds kind of neat. It's called 3,000 Years of Longing. And it stars Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton. Okay, okay, I'm awake. Quote, it revolves around the encounter between a scholar and a djinn who offers her three wishes in exchange for his freedom. Their conversation in a hotel room in Istanbul leads to consequences neither could have expected. Okay. 
I'm in. I'm totally yeah, going to watch no, that. No, yeah. It's Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton acting me at each a, other. You Please. had me at Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton acting at each other. Uh, speaking of, on Disney Plus right now, Nightmare Alley. It's good. I can't wait. I haven't watched it. I'm saving it's, it for the weekend. Uh, it's dark. It's not going to go where you think it's going to go. That is my Friday night. Like maybe it's it's a fun journey. I can't wait. Bradley Cooper's maybe a little too old to play the character, but I don't care. He's great. Does he smile a lot? Absolutely not. Good. He's haunted by memories. Uh, that Uncharted movie keeps on performing well at the box office. It has passed $300 million worldwide, and over the weekend was second place only to Batman. I'm super good. Don't need to see it. No, it's doing so well that I'm going to see it now. Okay. Like, I wasn't going to see it until it did this. And then I was like, well, yeah, it might be a decent movie. Like, people are entertained by it. I should check that out. Like, that Lego movie turned out to be pretty good. Yeah, the Lego movie was really good. And I never would have, I never would have looked at it if, like, the, you know, the masses hadn't gone, yes, it's good. And honestly, Lego Batman wasn't Lego, too shabby Lego either. Lego Batman was pretty good. Who yeah. was it who was saying that Lego Batman was their favorite Batman? I think it was fucking Hideo Kojima. It's pretty good. No, it is pretty good, but it's not my favorite fucking I mean, absolutely Batman not. story. It, it That's was another way, thing on Crave. It might be the funniest thing Michael Cera has ever done. Or the funniest character he's ever played. Yeah, wasn't he Robin? Yeah, and he had so much more energy in that than anything I've ever seen him in. My problem with Michael Sarah is he's an adult, and at some point he's yeah. going to get married and have children. I don't need and to know what that looks like. Yeah, it's kind of like can't. Macaulay Culkin just like kind of rolled out of bed one day. He's like, "Oh look, no, he's he's in, he's in his forties. Yeah, I, I can't wrap my head around that. For some reason, Kieran Culkin, that's fine. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin, no. I feel like you'd like Succession. No, unless it was the Kieran Culkin show. It's kind of the Kara Colton show. Season three was. Not only that, but like, and I know that everyone loves Succession, but Succession is also. Uh, those um, are the worst people who have ever lived. Yeah, like spending time with a bunch of super, super Awful horrible people. people. But in it's season three, they get shellacked, and it's awesome. Yeah. But you do have to kind of wait three seasons for it. Yeah. When I want to see people in pain, I'll watch Hot Ones. Because they are there, and they're saying, put me in pain. And, uh, and the host goes, sure, and here's an incredibly well-researched question to go with it. In Overwatch news, a new crazy skin for Sombra is available for a limited time if you want to spend money on it. It What's has so cleavage. crazy about it? It has cleavage. Uh, oh. Yeah, and she's got, like, antlers and, uh, and like, scale. Yeah, you'd have to look it up. I, but, I'm good. Yeah. No, no, I'm not into it. I don't know if my brother's into it. Uh, um, antlers and boob. Yeah. Assault Map's Paris and Horizon Lunar Colony have been removed from the game, and no one complained. Uh, uh, apparently they're doing this because uh, the Assault Maps don't exist in Overwatch 2. Mm. And they're just kind of getting, getting a start I on didn't it. like the Lunar Colony either. I got used to it. In Elden Ring news... A huge, so much news. <laughs> a huge patch today added NPC tracking to the map. Have you noticed that yet? Yeah, there's little, there's there's maps to the um, finger crones, which is their name apparently. Little, little tiny, little tiny things. Yeah, finger um, crones, yay. I, I didn't know until I saw it in a YouTube video of people killing the merchants. Have you seen this? I, I did that by accident once. How do you accidentally kill a guy? Did you hit him or, then, or kill well, him? Well, I was having controller problems. Like, the initial uh, mapping they gave to my controller through Steam, officially, oh. put it made the right trigger unusable and unmappable. And I had to basically map uh, heavy attack to my touchpad. And it was only after the first patch oh, you could actually right get trigger. a... Right. 
It was only after the first patch I was able to actually use my right trigger. And then this one time I forgot <laughs> and accidentally hit right trigger and killed this dude in the cave. It's that last dude, like in the middle of that um, dark cave. And you one shot at him. In the blood dungeon. But I already basically bought everything he had. Okay, but so now I've learned if you kill the merchants, first of all, mm-hmm. I don't know why you would do this because they're so, they're such cool, chill guys. They just sit there playing violin. Oh, and I you know there's, there's you know there's one around when you hear the violin playing. It's wonderful. Um, but if you kill them, first of all, they'll try to run away. They'll mount up that horse that's always sitting next to them and try to ride off. Oh, it's a donkey. I know. I, I wanted to see that. I kind of want to see that, but I don't want to hurt them, so I'm not going to. But if you kill them, each of them will drop a ball bearing with their inventory that you can take <gasps> back to the crone in Round Table Hold. Oh. So you could, if you, if you don't want to worry about buying up someone's inventory, you could just kill them. But if you kill enough of them, apparently they will send out a, uh, an invader to take you down. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's... That might be a rumor. That's what I heard. But I want to know what the invader has on them. Uh, the patch has added new NPCs and new NPC quest phases. It specifically fixed the Kenneth Height quest, and he's supposed to proceed further than Fort Height, but I haven't managed to get him to move yet, and I didn't even know that person existed until this patch. I don't know who that is. Okay, he's a guy who's standing around in Limgrave and uh, says, Hello, will anyone help Sir Kenneth Height? Blah, blah, blah. And he, and, oh, I did me that guy. And um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he will move on to uh, a fort in the southwest or southeast of Limgrave. Yeah, okay, he's right next to that um giant. Um, in that moat. Moat. And like right next to all that is that first well that gets you down to the subterranean. It's level. near the well. Yes. Yeah. It's between like the well and the artist shack. I know where that is. And he will go down to the fort, and if you then clear the fort, he will tell you that he's going to move on to the capital. And try to find someone who is worthy of sitting on the throne of Limgrave. Now, apparently, that ties into Nefeli Lu. Do you know who that is? I don't. Nefeli Lu is a barbarian who you meet in Stormvale, and you can summon against Godric. She uh, she then will return to Roundtable Hold, and you learn that she is Gideon's adopted daughter. Gideon the All-Knowing? Gideon the All-Knowing? Yeah, no, he was a not a tough boss, but okay. A, let's oh wow, wow! Spoilers and a half out of you. Mm-hmm. The listener may not even know that they may not even be out of Limgrave yet. Oh come on, he's totally that dude from just the because, dream. Just because he's an asshole doesn't he's mean a you spoil asshole. it for people. It's like, like, why are you helping me this whole time, you asshole? Anyway, yeah. So he is her adopter. She uh, Nefeli Lu is his adopted daughter. Right, she's like got that kind of like pyromancer outfit. Um, she's a barbarian. She's got an axe and like rags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, so you can go on and do a little quest with her at the village of the Albanarics. Then she'll return to Roundtable Hold, and he will um he will abandon her, and she will have done something that's never described to you that somehow betrays his interests, and he says he never wants to see her again, and she just goes and sits in the basement and is sad for herself. The only other thing you can talk to her about is if you go back to the place where you first spawned at the very beginning of the game, uh, you can get a hawk ash and bring that to Nefeli and she'll be happy about that because it reminds her of a hawk she hunted with as a child. And that's as far as her quest will progress. Apparently now, you can install her on the throne of Limgrave what? with this new Kenneth Hyde quest, but I haven't been able to get him to move from uh, Fort Hyde yet. So we'll see. Well, I know. got something to do tonight. Exactly. Um, they increase smithing stone drops, and uh, smithing stones are cheaper to buy from uh, merchants now. Instead of like yeah, 12000 kind of for a plus 7, it's now like 3600 
Yeah, it was, that was absolutely ridiculous how expensive they were. Well, they're supposed to be rare. Um, yeah, well, I've got like three different stores I got to level up. Chop, chop. Yeah, but think about how generous they were with those supplies in earlier games. Like in in Bloodborne, you could max out one weapon a game. It was ridiculous. One in this, you can max out like five three, or s- no five or six regular weapons. And five or six uh, of the legendary weapons. It's way easier to upgrade the legendary ones because you just need yes. so just, such fewer stones. You just need one, and uh, and yeah, like it's it's gener- Elden Ring is generous with everything. It really is compared yeah. to earlier games. I understand coming into this without an experience in Souls, you're gonna think, "Wow, this is so hard to upgrade weapons." It's n- n- oh sweet summer child, <laughs> you have no <laughs> idea how good you've got it. Um, I, uh, shields are more effective with the current patch. A Good. slight, a slight nerf has been made to the mimic tier seven, but it's still awesome. A large... it was, the damage it did was never what it was useful for. Uh, I like the damage it does. Well, if you have you know night and flame on him, he will mm-hmm. just make a railgun out of nowhere that knocks your boss down. <laughs> it's great. Um, so mimic tier has been slightly nerfed. A larger nerf has been given to Horfrost Stomp. Where have you ever used it? Uh, I don't think I ever found it. Uh, what Horfrost Stump does is a cone of ice shoots out across the ground, all these little ice crystals. And that does a little bit of damage and stuns a guy for a moment as he's walking towards you. Then the ice crystals explode and will usually one-shot any of those Albinarchs on the slope at Mogwin Palace. Oh, boy. That's a lot of souls. Yes, it is. <laughs> it was very effective. And so apparently they've nerfed it so that second explosion that does the one-shot, that does not one-shot anymore. I mm-hmm. haven't tested it on uh, my new character yet. We'll see. Uh, da-da, da-da. And a pretty sizable nerf has been reported for the Blade of Night and Fire, Alex's go-to. Uh, not that sizable. Maybe right. 20%. It's still ridiculous. Namco Bandai's goal for Elden Ring was to sell 4 million copies by the end of March. Elden Ring sold 12 million copies in just oh, two huh. weeks. Oh, that makes me so happy. At the very least, DLC. And did you see the chart of what their earlier games had sold? It's around four or five, right? It's four or five for, like, every single one. And it goes up a little, like, with, you know, Sekiro and Elden Ring. Um, but Bloodborne's one of the lowest probably because it's just on PlayStation. But to see this success, this, this level of success for them. Uh, no one deserved it more. Yes. Like, they've just been toiling away, doing excellent, doing masterpieces yeah. for, like, 15 fucking years. And it's like the world finally noticed with Elden Ring. Finally got off their tufts. Uh, the current Elden Ring speedrun record is under a half hour. That's insane. Yeah. They also um the late the late um sort of glintstone spells weren't that useful. They are way better now. Really? How so? Uh, they used to use way too much FP and did hardly any damage. Now they use slightly less FP and do I would say like forty percent more damage. It's much better. Forty mm-hmm. percent more. Like, because like before, like I just barely used them. It was way more efficient to actually just use like my sword. Every time I see casters in like PvP videos, or I just look up what spells do, like I'd love to play a character where instead of putting the lamp on my hip when I walk into a dungeon, I do that light spell. Yeah, it's neat. How long does that little light last? Not not long enough. Oh, well, I'd much rather have the lantern. That's bullshit then. Yeah. Yeah. See, I want, I want to, like, pull out my wand and do, like, Aloha Mora. And then, which reminds me, I did not watch that uh, Hogwarts video today, did you? I'm good. Yeah, but I'm kind of curious. Not my scene. It hasn't I'm been kinda, my scene since I was, like, 15. 
I'm kind of surprised that they dedicated a whole state of play to it. That kind of suggests this game might be better than I'm giving a credit for. I, I think it's Harry Potter and it prints money no matter what's going on in the world. That's definitely the fear. That is a licensed game, thus I, it's probably... J.K. Rowling has amusement park money now. <clears throat> You're never going to stop this train. I'm sorry. It's just going to make money no matter and, what you and do. And given that we're not going to stop the train... If the game is awesome, doesn't it behoove us to check out this awesome game and enjoy it? It really depends on how awesome. Yes, but that's what I'm saying is Sony did a whole state of play on it. Yeah, maybe. But didn't they also do a whole one on that uh, Death War Tokyo? I, I just, haven't seen any reviews. I'll wait for that. It says to me that Sony's very confident about it. At least, I mean, you know, confident may, enough, it'll, it'll sell. Or, yeah, maybe you're right that they're confident in sales and they want people to know that it will be available. But, and I asked myself, like, I remember there was a time when there, there was an RPG about, like, just being a Japanese schoolgirl, and I was like, hmm, that could be interesting. <laughs> an RPG about, like, a really well-done RPG about you're a student at Hogwarts... Even now, like, there, you know, you, you give me an yeah. awesome RPG about being a student at the Jedi Academy. I'm going to be a little interested in that. I was honestly a little upset we never got that uh, Pirates of the Caribbean game. Sounded fun. I would want to play in that sandbox. There were tons of Pirates of the Caribbean games. But, like, one where, like, you were, like, role-playing as a pirate in that universe. Were you thinking about Skull and Bones? No, it was a Pirates of the Caribbean game. Oh, God. So I canceled one. Yeah, it got canceled. Oh, there were all kinds of bad ones. I played all kinds of bad licensed pirate games. <clears throat> but apparently there was one that they were putting the elbow grease, and it just went over budget and died. Hmm. Or maybe it was a Microsoft studio. I think it was. <laughs> there you go. Uh, in World War Three news, Stalker 2 has changed its subtitle to Heart of Chernobyl to reflect the Ukrainian spelling, which the devs describe as a, cons- a consequence of the Russian invasion. Seeing, uh, seeing, seeing reports today of those two Associated Press reporters in, I think it's Belarus? Yeah, Belarus. Talking about the mass graves? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anyway, Armada of the Damned, it was going to be called. <laughs> it was going to come out in 2011. Damn, that was a long time ago. It's a pivot. Uh, speaking of a long time ago, remember Anita Sarkeesian's Tropes versus Women in Games videos? Yes, I do. That started, I've about it. That started 10 years ago. I didn't need to know that. 10 years ago this week. That's not comforting to hear. That was know. only three years ago. What are you talking about? It kind of is because I... There was, there was those videos and there was honestly just a post on the... On uh, there was a comment on a thread in Kotaku that some woman had written, and there was the comic about um, um, there was a comic about sexy Batman that short stack did. Remember that one? No. Um, a guy is complaining that you know yes women look like they do in comics, but guys look totally oh, yeah, 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 too. Yes, 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 do. And they have like the sexy yeah, Batman. And the girl says, legs. and the girl says, Google false equivalents. Yeah. Like Anita Sarkeesian, a comment on Kotaku and that short stacked comic was like I, I'd always considered myself growing up a feminist. That was the moment I felt like my eyes had opened. Yeah. To, no, it's it's a really good juxtaposition. Yeah. To uh, to how it was represented in mainstream and how how uh how really pernicious and harmful that is um 
but yeah, it's, it's a but huge it's, difference. Yeah, there's a huge difference between like Zangief and yes, um, and and, and uh, Chun Li or Zangief and um, Cammy. There's a yeah, and difference. there's a huge difference between that and like say, um, let's see, there's a short list here, but um, Zagreus from Hades. Yeah, who's like just like someone who's like conventionally attractive and buff. Well, my point it's a little is, different. My point is that that is when that that particular awakening occurred to me, and I like to think that society as a whole has kind of absorbed a lot of those lessons in general. I and think so. It's been ten years since those lessons, and it's it's nice to think that that is now really part of our history and the base that the future will be built on. So it, I'm glad that it was ten years. I'm yeah, glad. Hope, hope Springs Eternal. But they, they were wobbling, but we're trying to walk that path. The pendulum swings. It sure does. Yeah, it'll swing back. And then all these caravans. <laughs> uh, Crossplay between PlayStation, Xbox, and PC has been confirmed for Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. That, that's really neat. I don't know. I don't want to play against these most people. Yeah, but I, but, but there is no against in or in uh, in this game, is there? It's none. Only, it's, yeah, They'd it's only be helping you. Yeah, and I'd only be holding them back. <laughs> a free update to Space Shooter Chorus will add ray-traced reflections to PC, PS5, and Series X versions of the game. And if you have a $1,100 graphics card, you'll be able to enjoy them. Or, if you just get a PlayStation 5. See, yeah. I, I could have been helping you with bosses if you but just got not PlayStation I don't, 5. I don't suffer 30 FPS under any circumstances. Is it 30? Unless no. it's the only circumstance. Elden Ring is not running 30 FPS. No, it doesn't. It's like 60. Yeah, it's got a performance bar. Yeah, but like it doesn't have ray tracing. That bring it down to like thirty. Isn't it going to have ray tracing on PC? I don't think. Yeah, maybe. That. I'm not going to use it. They said they're going to add it in the future patch. I think. Oh yeah, and it actually it runs a lot better now. I will cop to that. I'm getting at least fifteen frames you across know, the board. I saw this next headline in a tweet. Let me just Google hmm. it to Trismo Seven Offline. Click. Yeah, no, that would suck. Da, da, da. Can we I only play Grand Turismo Seven Offline? Days. There are four game modes in Gran Turismo 7. You can play an offline mode, Drift Trial, Music Rally, Single Race, and Time Trial are your only gameplay options off the grid. Yeah, I saw a tweet that this guy couldn't play at all in Gran Turismo 7, and he had the disc version. Ah. He said he can't log in, thus he can't play. Um, uh, Maybe he was being a bit extreme. That doesn't appear to be the case, according to Google. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Supermassive Games, the folks who were doing those episodic horror, sing- horror uh, series, like the Man of Mencia or whatever that was. Oh, Man of Medan? Man of Medan, that's it. Yeah. All those all those little those little horror games. Uh, it looks like they're doing another kind of big one, like, um, I forget what, what was that uh, one they did with the, with the Wendigo de- and the... Not Dead by Daylight, but... Dead by Dawn or something like that. Dead by Dawn or something. Yeah. Uh, so they're doing another big one, and it's called The Quarry, coming out June 10th, and it looks like precisely Chamberlain's Bag. It looks like, like if you're listening to this, Google that trailer. Yeah, you're going to love that. I don't think it looks very good. Uh, just graphically. I think if you're going to do a story-driven game, it better be beautiful. Oh, uh, no, I got the 2020 movie. No. What? There's a 2020 movie called The Quarry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, word is half of the core dev team of Microsoft's new studio, The Initiative, have quit the company in the last year over the game's direction and general top-down studio hierarchy. Yeah, that's really depressing. Yeah, I saw a uh, I saw a thing where they the the Initiative had listed all their talent, 
and and like it was we got this person from Naughty Dog we got this person from Naughty Dog we got this person from this other AAA studio and they went and someone had gone through that list and just noted that like this person left for this studio this person left for this studio and did it and had a had a note like that for 85% of the list um so again I do have a fear about Microsoft in their studios yeah. and how they treat their studios. Um, and um, doesn't look like we're going to see that new Perfect Dark anytime soon. No. Uh, the Muslim holiday of Eid al-Fatir, if I mispronounce that. I oh, shit. Lance Exford. Uh, sorry. Lance. God. Henriksen is yeah. in uh, the recording. Yeah. I yeah, know. It's, it's yeah. a good looking cast. And uh, yeah. uh, David Arquette is the sheriff or something. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the Muslim holiday of Eid al-Fatir was celebrated in the skies over ancient Las Vegas in Horizon Forbidden West this week. Remember that light show in Vegas I was talking about last week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so apparently that turns into all this stuff that celebrates this Muslim holiday over, oh. over that holiday this week. So now, um, um, first of all, that's cool. Second of all, I'm, I'm really curious what's going to happen on Christmas and Halloween and all and all the whole, like, is there, there's probably going to be a Hanukkah one. Uh, New Year's, Lunar New Year's. Now I want to see all these screenshots of that desert and the light show going on throughout the year. I'm kind of looking forward to it. And speaking of looking forward to it, the Dead Space remake is apparently coming out early 2023, according to an official announcement. Alex. <sighs> Stop watching the video, Alex. Dead Space. No, Dead Space. I mean, like, they can take their time. No one, no one needs this before it's ready. Yeah, I'm kind of, I feel like that might be a bit soon. I don't know why. I, feels, I know. Like I feel like I, I don't know. Who knows? Like, they don't have to design anything or lay out anything. They just have to up the graphics. Yeah, but I, I don't. Assume. I don't get the impression that's what they're doing. I get the impression they're kind of making a new game and they're just trying to emulate, you know, everything about the original. I don't think we're going to do the exact same sequences again. You think so? They're going to change the layout. Wouldn't surprise me if it's a whole new game. It just tells the that same would story. Be fabulous, actually. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what I expect. If it's if it's the exact same game again, I'm sure I'll be happy, but <laughs> but I'd, I'll be surprised. Like when you, you say you're going to remake Dead Space, I expect a remake of Dead Space. I won't be disappointed with a whole new game. I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're working that hard. But let's see. Yeah, I, what I'm kind of expecting here is the Dead Space version of the remakes of um, of Resident Evil. Like those weren't those weren't like bullet for bullet remakes of those games no like they yeah. cut out a lot had to cut out a lot of things but well, they, they cut out a lot of things they adjusted this they adjusted that they made it you know they made it how they wanted to make it for this new gen i think this will be more ambitious than those i think I it'll they be, keep the whole game but yeah i, I think it'll but, be a fuller experience yeah yeah maybe you don't need to go to that uh uh that military shuttle that crashes into the side of the the ship but if i now, all I want is to be able to play the entirety of this game with the plasma cutter, period. That's all I, I want. I want to know if they recast Keith Cerebica. No. I would not. Who is Keith Cerebica? He was the doctor. Oh. How long has it been since you played it? A long fucking time. It was PS3. A long fucking time. He's, kind of, he's kind of in every game. He's like the narrator in 2, and he plays like a colonel that dies in the beginning of 3. Oh, wow. He's all over the place. Oh. Yeah, my brother he's, was my brother was pissed off that Isaac is voiced in this one. Oh, in the remake? Yes, he's like Isaac doesn't talk in Dead Space. I go, yeah, but yeah, he does in Dead Space too. They kind of have to remake the whole game to make that fit. No, it worked fine in the first one. I mean, like if he's talking in the remake, they're gonna have to change a lot. 
Yes, yes, one hundred percent. A lot's gonna change. Like every single cutscene. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm intrigued. Maybe. I mean, he he could still be kind of like mutey. Yeah, you know, not have much to say. Just. But I mean, that would that would expression. speak to them recasting everything, which uh, couldn't be a bad. It could be a good idea. It could be a bad idea. Wasn't, we'll see. Wasn't Claudia Black in? No, that's the second one. Yeah, she's yeah, out. No, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, she's not in the first one. Everyone dies in the first one. Except for Isaac. Yeah, except for Isaac. Isaac and his trauma. Mm-hmm. Oh, I look forward to experiencing that again. It's a good game. I played it two years ago. It holds up. So what are you doing right now in Elden Ring? Like, What is your next thing that you're going to go off? I am with? just about to kill the moon goddess for the second time. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that's good. And you're still playing Caster again. Still playing Caster. Now I've got like a great sword, and I'm just wiping oh. out. Like, from a distance, almost all the students. Oh, you're using Rani's sword? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's going to be harder on her. Again, oh, yeah, the magic all, damage. It's all Shit. magic damage. Yeah. So if you can wield just a big, heavy bludgeon, that'll do it. Okay. Um, I am just now, uh, now that I've gotten the map for the mountain, instead of going to the volcano, I'm just wandering around the mountain doing shit. Do you get that uh, star beast? <laughs> I did eventually kill him on my first playthrough, um, but the first time I met him, I tried, I bounced off him like five times, and I'm like, I don't think I'm ready for this yet. And I was like, maybe I could just run past him, and indeed you can just walk yeah, you can past, just run past this past guy. <laughs> if God, it was such a it was magnificently such a dunce animated bull. He is, he's a wonderful... Wait a minute, mm. he's a palette swap for the bull from Sekiro, isn't he? No. No, he's not? No, his attacks are fucking insane. Yeah. He's got all these, like, gravity pull attacks. He's got the one where he, like, lifts everything around him into the air and then slams oh, it yeah. into the ground. He's hitting you with that fucking tail all the time. Like, his, no, he doesn't remind me of Sekiro at all. The bull from Sekiro, all his attacks were the head swings. That's true. That was its He's actually deal. pretty quick. Yeah, he doesn't do that. He does these horrible pincer things with his giant fucking bug mandibles that he's got. And just the one horrible eye. God, it's a great design. Yeah. Yep. Everything's great. Everything's great. God, I love that blood temple. Which one was that? The the where you fight the is Mog that, guy. Is that Volcano Manor? Mo Mogwin. Oh, I hated that level. Oh, it's so gross. No, the fucking dogs. The dogs like hit you once. They hit yep. you once and bam. The crows are the crows are just they made the crows worse somehow. The crow is insane. But what you can do if you're farming that area is you can hit the crow with an arrow and it will walk off the edge and immediately die. But yeah, okay. yeah. Farmers taught me that. That's all I got. That's all I got. I want to play more Elden Ring. Alex, How about you, Alex? I don't want to stop you from playing more Elden Ring, listener. I don't want to stop you from playing more Elden Ring. Let's all get back to Elden Ring, except for Chamberlain, who's probably playing some, you know, double A JRPG and just loving it. That's no it. hating it, but you know, he'd rather play something he hates than something twelve million people love. Yes, he would. Well, I think we could say 10, 10 million people love, at least. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. A I lot of people have bounced off it. Oh. Well, as long as we got their money. Yeah, they sure got their money. <laughs> All right, Hope well... Let's make that DLC. Uh, audience, thank you very much for joining this week. Alex, thanks for talking with me. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. We'll see you in a week. Bye-bye.